0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi, I'm Andy Herman of the Packet 8 Podcast. I'm here to tell you about TickPick. TickPick should be your very first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for the Pack-A-Day podcast and the Blue Wire Network.
2: 20 minutes a day, 365 days a year, this is the Pack-A-Day podcast. Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Packaday day Podcast. I am your host once again for the second straight week, kind of. Uh, Dusty Evely with me is Sarah Kelleher. Steve is not here. He had, let's uh, say he had better things to do, which I, talking to us, like I don't know if there's better things to do, but he went to a Brewers game. Uh, so, you know, good for him. I hope he's having a good time while we sit here and talk and make fun of him behind his back. Um, we miss you, Steve. Uh, Sarah, how are you? I'm good.
3: I, I mean, I should say I'm great. Because I get to see the Packers play this weekend in person because somehow that joke that I put into the universe a week ago (laughs) today uh, came true. And now the Packers are playing in Jacksonville. So I'm driving up with my family and we're going and I, I can't believe this happened. They rarely come to Florida. Don't know. You know, who listened and heard and obviously made that decision just because they listened to this podcast. <laughs> wink, wink. But I'm very excited. I mean, it's game week. Aaron Rodgers Tuesday was yesterday. There's just a lot to look forward to. College football is back over the weekend. It was a three day weekend. It was awesome. So yeah, I'm in a good mood.
2: That's awesome. Yeah, it, it was legit less than twelve hours after we recorded last week that it was like the next morning. I woke up and I looked. I opened Twitter as I do because I'm an addict. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, Sarah! Sarah spoke this into existence." It was it was just waiting, sitting there, waiting for me when I woke up, which was awesome for you. Um, well, as you said, Sarah, we got a game to preview. Before we get to that, Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays are back at Pat McAfee. Actually, Tuesdays are fairly well packed with Packers content, which is awesome. Obviously, we covered the Rogers stuff all last year, uh, and Sarah. I got a chance to watch some of it. I watched some clips, watched a little bit here and there, but it was a busy day at work, so I didn't get a chance to watch all of it. I, you sat down and watched the whole thing. So, what uh, what are some of your big takeaways from uh, from Rogers on McAfee?
3: Yeah, so there were a lot of takeaways from Rogers on Pat McAfee's show. Just because it had been a while, so there was one a lot for them to catch up on, and then of course, you know, this is kind of the first time we're hearing him again in this intimate setting that is the Pat McAfee Show and Aaron Rodgers Tuesday on the Pat McAfee Show. So there was a lot of good stuff. I'm going to kind of recap it, but I would definitely recommend going and watching it just because he's such an interesting person to listen to. But first of all, Wi-Fi issues and all. He was popping in and out the whole time, but it was pretty (laughs) funny. But he pops up, has his For the Brand shirt on, and was very excited. You know, Pat and the boys love that. And he basically opens it up with, yeah, I mean, there was nothing really big to check in on with me this off season. So I just haven't talked to you guys in a while. So I really like that Rogers is kind of playing into the, that whole narrative that we've been playing into as well. Like every time we get on the podcast, we're like, well, we have nothing to talk about after, you know, another Adam Schefter Florio story comes out, (laughs) which Rogers did mention the audible story and how hilarious he thought that was a few years ago. So that was good too. Um, But he basically said kind of what we already heard, but in a little more detail. He said, you know, my motivation was never to slam the organization or the fan base. You know, he loves it in Green Bay. And a year, you know, Pat McAfee said, you know, a year ago, you said you wanted to retire in Green Bay. And he he nodded his head and agreed. He said, yeah. So um, that was definitely something. But he said ever since he's been back that there's been a lot of positivity, that he's felt really positive about the team. Just the whole vibe that's in the locker room right now is very positive. Uh, Kind of jumping back to the offseason and just what happened, you know, um, Matt LaFleur obviously flew out to Malibu and had a few visits with him. Um, And so Pat McAfee brought up the Instagram post that Aaron Rodgers posted a few days ago on his story with Matt LaFleur that said, you know, they they said we weren't supposed to get along when they're kind of hugging and having fun. And so we talked about his relationship Um, with his coach for a while and just said how much he really respects him how much fun they have together how they really are collaborators in the creative process Um, and you know he said he came to Malibu for a few days he hung out he brought me his you know liquids of choice his dark liquor of (laughs) choice he said and and they had a good time they caught up he was the first one that the Packers kind of sent Aaron Rodgers' way in the in the middle of this, which Pat McAfee joked about and said, well, yeah, because you like him the most. So, of course, they're going to send him <laughs> first and be like, go talk to Aaron, go talk to Aaron and figure this out so we don't have to. Um, so, he went there and, you know, Ty, uh, who's on Pat McAfee's show and is also a Packers fan, who I'm sure many of you follow, he had a good question, too, about, you know, we saw a few times during training camp that Rodgers would talk to you know, Murphy or Gudekin' to the middle of practice. And he's like, you know, I was just hoping that one of those times you would just fling a pass like right at him and be like, <laughs> oops. But, you know, he said, what what were some of those conversations? And, of course, Rogers didn't really give us anything, but he did say that there have been more conversations and that since he's returned, the conversations have been very positive and kind of what he was looking for. So I thought that was a huge takeaway that things seem to be trending in the right direction. Um, And, you know, that, that's exactly what, you know, we want to hear ahead of week one. He also talked a little bit about the joint practice with the jets, how he was glad there were only a couple of fights and nothing, you know, too, too crazy. He was very complimentary of Zach Wilson. You know, he had nothing but good thing to say about him and that, you know, he talked a little bit about young QBs and how it's hard, you know, for a Trevor Lawrence or a Wilson, um, as opposed to like Mac Jones, who gets picked later and is with a better team and has better tools and a system around him versus some of these guys like on the Jaguars who are just missing pieces. And, you know, he said it's, it's hard as a young QB to do that um, and to come in. And you just have to be patient. He thought that, you know, just Wilson was someone that as long as he can wait it out and he stays healthy, that he'll have a good career. So I thought that was interesting from Rogers. The last um, thing that I thought was really cool was that he is starting a Aaron Rodgers Tuesday book club. <laughs> I love this. So this is the most Aaron Rodgers thing ever, maybe. Um, and he is challenging everyone to read a book every week and then to come back and talk about the book. Um, this idea was kind of prompted because – you know, no other than Marcos Valdez-Scantling came up to Rogers' starter camp and said, hey, I'd love for you to kind of give me a starter pack of books that I should <laughs> read during camp. And Rogers said, you've came, you've come to the right place, gave him a pack. Um, but he suggested that everyone read The Alchemist and that they can come back and talk about it next week. So it's all over Twitter, Aaron Rogers Book Club. If you, you know, type it in your search bar, it'll come up you know, the the direct link to Amazon and everyone ordering it. I'm sure Amazon is like, why the hell is everyone ordering this book? Um, But there you go. And State Farm, you know, Mr. Discount Double Check is State Farm is actually sponsoring is a presenting sponsor for the Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays on the Pat McAfee show now. So I thought that was pretty cool that it's a legitimate thing that, you know, a big company is putting their money behind. So, very interesting there. But hey, State Farm's smart. They know all the Packers fans are tuning into that on Wednesday. So I know that was a lot, but there was a lot to take away.
2: Yeah. And one of my favorite is just, just a tiny little moment that he kind of interjected with was they brought up the, the which is now the now famous, like, don't be the problem quote that I think was after the floor was hired. Right. And the story goes that Murphy called Rogers and said, Hey, um, like, I can't remember exactly what it was, but basically, like, just don't be the problem here. Don't be the problem. And they started moving on to something else. And Rogers interjected and he said that never happened. He's like, that story, like that entire thing, like that, that never happened. Like that's something that's fabricated. And a lot of times I keep my mouth shut, but that's something that never happened. Which, you know, I like that he's setting the record straight with some of this stuff, but that that's been such a weird, uh, fun little like folklore part of this tale. Uh that was kind of a, kind of an interesting interjection by Rogers there. Um All right. Well that was yeah, there was some really good stuff there, Sarah. I like I said, I I Honestly, the clips I saw, I I think you touched on all the stuff I didn't see. So that was that's great. Sounds like uh we're off to another great start for uh Aaron Rodgers on McAfee season, which is awesome. Uh, we want to get to as well before we get into the preview here. The Packers did drop their unofficial depth chart, and we're not going to talk about it in depth because in depth. Say Sarah, did you see what I did there? Because it's it's the, <laughs> it's the depth chart. Yeah. We talked about the 53 just a couple weeks ago, and so we don't want to get in the whole thing, but I I just want to touch on just a couple, not necessarily surprises, but just, you know, anything that kind of stood out. And for me, I mean, the big thing that stood out was the guard. So we, we, we kind of thought all along, you know, okay, we knew Elton Jenkins likely starting at left tackle, especially with Bakhtiari on PUP, Josh Myers at center, Billy Turner at tackle. But those guard situations, we knew Royce Newman was likely going to get, you know, right guard, left guard was kind of the up in the air. Lucas Patrick was obviously the guy kind of coming back. And, uh, you know, there's been talk of uh, running and all that. And so on this first unofficial depth chart, we have... Lucas Patrick slot in the left guard spot. So not a huge surprise, but just that's that's definitely been a spot over the past few weeks. I know there's been a lot of a lot of thought, a lot of words, uh, digital ink spilled over that. And so uh, it's nice to kind of have again, it's not official, but it's nice to have what looks like uh, an answer, at least for a week one going into the season. Uh, Sarah, anything to you jump out of that, uh, that depth right here?
3: Yeah, I mean, everything you pretty much already said. Another area I thought was interesting was, you know, Preston Smith getting the nod over Rashawn Gary just because of the years that they had last year and what we've been hearing Mm -hmm. about Gary. But, you know, I kind of talked about it a couple weeks ago. I think this could be the year that Preston Smith bounces back. You know, he had a really good first year in Green Bay. Last year, not so much, but we've heard good things about what he's been able to do lately. Um, So I, I like that. I like seeing that maybe, you know, he's trending back in that direction. Um, and, you know, that was one. And then I know a lot of people were upset that Kevin King was there. But hey, guys, you know, that week one, unless Eric Stokes is freaking insane, they're not going to, you know, put him at the one slot over Kevin King. So, you know, that that could change. Um, but for now, that's just what it is. And I know everyone has their thoughts and feelings about that. but. Hey, you know, that, that's just kind of what it is. It's the Packers. They're the most conservative team in the NFL. So, uh, we just kind of have to deal with it, but that's pretty much it. I mean, I don't know how we feel about, uh, our new punter, uh, stealing Bankert's number, but, uh, that was a little shocking too
2: it was you know I was, so I was watching uh benkert is on i don't think it's every tuesday but he's gonna be doing some tuesday spots over uh with tom grassy over at podcast and it's funny because he's all set up you know he's a gamer he's got his whole twitch set up he's got this neon sign behind him and, then, and the sign behind him like all in these really stylized letters it was it was the number seven uh just directly behind him and i was like ooh, ooh. so he he talked about that it sounds like they didn't you know they didn't pass it by him and i don't think they, you know, they don't necessarily have to he's a practice squad guy but yeah that was uh that was interesting. I love the aesthetic of of him throwing with that seven. Just just look like Mikowski back there. So it's a little weird, but, you know, we'll get used to it.
3: Uh, breaking news here. So, you know, Steve is at uh, the Brewers game, as we mentioned, and our pod father, Andy Herman, is also there. And apparently they just met for the first time in three years. And Steve just tweeted, just met Andy Herman NFL in person for the first time in three years. <laughs> Promptly knocked his beer right out of his hand. So good job, Steve. Way to make a good first impression, dude. <laughs>
1: I expect nothing less. Good job, Steve. Proud of you. Packers football is finally back and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Packer tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Personally, I can't wait for that first game back at Lambeau Field, Packers Lions, with fans in the stands again. I've already got my tickets from TickPick, and I'll be there watching Monday Night Football in person. I absolutely cannot wait. Visit tickpickcom packaday today and use promo. Code PACADAY to save $10 on your first order of Packers tickets.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data
1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
3: All right. Well, now we'll move into the moment that we've all been waiting months and months and months and months for. We're finally ready to preview a real Packers game. No preseason, none of that. Real game, week one, it's here. So similar to last year, if you listened back then, our Wednesday episode um, our team will cover the Packers offense versus their opponent that week's defense. That was not easy to say. Um, <laughs> so, Dusty, you write about the Packers offense all the time. So, I'm going to give you the floor. And really, just, you know, I have, you know, some thoughts and did a little research too, but I want to give you the floor on this and. You know, see what you have to say and what, you, what is one thing, or maybe you have a couple things that you'll be looking for um, on the Packers' offense this week against the Saints' defense.
2: Yeah, week one's always tough, man, because, I mean, you're looking at, especially as the season goes on, you're starting to look at uh, trends for that given season. How are they doing? What do they struggle against? You know, both teams kind of where are the strong points versus where the weaknesses. I like to kind of look at um, some of the things I really like to run down is like, OK, how is the defense do against uh, the number one, two, three receiver tight ends or running backs in the passing game? Uh, how are they doing that season? With week one, you have none of that. And so we're basing this off of, you know, last season numbers. So if we're looking at numbers or even film or any of that stuff, you're looking at last year and the Saints had a ton of turnover. And so, you know, we'll just, or, or just, just a lot of question marks, I think, on, on both sides of the ball, really. But the defensive side, especially, they're missing a couple big pieces. So to run this down, Saints were 12 and four last year, made the playoffs. Um, be, Beat the Bears, but somehow did not get uh, their, their own quarterback didn't get the MVP. That's the Nickelodeon uh, Valuable Player Award in that win over the Bears. That so went to Trubisky, and then ended up losing to the Bucks in the divisional round. Uh, so you know, had a good year, another good year under you know Sha- Sean Payton and Drew Brees, and then Brees obviously retires. Whole bunch of stuff going on in the offseason. We're not going to get into that, but we're looking at the defensive side of the ball. So I mean, they lost. You know, we the, we, we talk about the the cap being fake. Um, the saints are the one, the ones you always kind of point to, and you can, you can juggle the money for a little bit, but we've seen, and, you know, kind of eventually that has to come due, kind of some of those choices you have to make. So they lost, I mean, some of their, some of big guys from last year on the defensive side of the ball, Malcolm Brown, Janoris Jenkins, and Trey Hendrickson were some of the big three. And Hendrickson, I believe, was first or second on the team last year with 13 and a half sacks. So they lost all of them in the offseason. And then, so we're looking at, so by football outsiders, the last year the Saints were the number two defense in the league. They lost those three guys. They're going into this year with uh, – David Onyemata, who is – I think they're basically their second-best pass rusher behind Cam Jordan at this point. He's missing the first six games due to PED suspension. Gawain Alexander is actually going to be starting, they say, but he tore his Achilles on Christmas. And Achilles are very hard to come back to, especially that quick. So we'll see how he does. And then Marshawn Lattimore – will likely play who knows, but he's actually still listed as questionable with the suspension from an offseason arrest. And so they've got some between losing some guys and then coming in with some suspensions and, you know, injuries and stuff that defense looks way different this year than it did last year. And I do believe, I think I believe in Dennis Allen in the long haul. I think they'll pull it together, but they've got, so they, you know, Janoris Jenkins, I'm not the biggest Janoris Jenkins guy. And Marshawn Lattimore, I like, a good name because he was very good as a rookie, but he's kind of like every year he's kind of steadily declined a little. He's not been as good and he gets a little grabby. So this is what they're looking at now. And I'm, I'm getting to a point I swear. So if Marshall Lattimore is not suspended and you know, it's Wednesday before the game, if he's not suspended now, I don't think they're suddenly going to suspend him between now and the game. They've had a long time to do this. Uh, so it's likely going to be on both sides. It's going to be Lattimore and, and then the cornerback on the other side, which used to be Janoris Jenkins, who say what you will about him, at least, you know, played in the league for a while, is either going to be Ken Crawley or Paulson Adebo. Now, Crawley played a grand total of 11 snaps in six games last year, and Adebo is a third-round rookie out of Stanford. Neither of those guys are in any way an established guy on the other side of him, and likely the slot is going to be Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, the guy, you know, he played, I think, the bulk of his snaps as a slot corner role, but he's he's kind of a safety-by-trade second- uh, out of third, second or third-year guy out of Florida. So again, as a quick rundown here, they've suffered some big losses in key positions. They're going to be missing some guys. Their second best pass rusher is still out. And that second corner is going to be unproven. It doesn't matter who lines up across from Lattimore. If Lattimore starts, it's unproven. I believe, again, I think I like what Dennis Allen has done. I think they're going to be fine by the time the, the year comes around and everything ends, but, First game, man, like playing not in their home stadium. You know, there's all that unrest with New Orleans, with Hurricane Ida and all that stuff. I, I just I don't see this defensive unit being good in week one. There's just so many unknowns about it. So uh, I think, I don't know, I, I'm going to go Packers 35-24. I was looking, I mean, I think, The offensive line obviously is a little in flux for the Packers, and they do have Cam Jordan and Marcus Davenport up front with the Saints. So I do think that they may have some protection issues. So I see a lot of quick throws. uh, You know, Devontae obviously is going to cook. They're going to take their shots, but I think they're going to try to get that ball out quick. Try to establish a run where they can. I just think there's there's too much unrest. There's too much uncertainty. I think in in the Saints' defense in Week One to do much, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go 35-24. But I think Sarah, I might be wrong on this. It's supposed to be isn't there a big storm in, even in Jacksonville? it's supposed to be this weekend? Is supposed to be rain there this weekend?
3: I saw that, but it's also Florida, and <laughs> that can change. So yeah, that's true. um Who knows? But yeah, I did see that this morning, and honestly, I had a crazy day of work, so I really haven't looked more into it since. And you know, busy day after a three day weekend. So
1: yeah.
3: Um. So. We'll see, but I'll be there with my poncho, no matter what. So, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think the Packers are gonna have a field day. I think the Saints will round into form. It'd be one of those. Well, this team in Week Ten is different than this one who was in Week One. But I just think there's too much uncertainty on the defensive side of the ball. I think the Packers are just gonna eat, man.
3: Yeah, no, I think all that is you know great insight. Um, mine a little lower level than that as far as what I'm gonna be looking for, but. Um, you know, I something that caught my attention was just that cornerback spot and specifically, you know, pretty much after the top slot for the Saints, they don't really have anyone else that's secure right now. Um, and we know with the Packers that that was a huge area that they exploited a lot of teams in last year. So, sure, you know, the Packers have Devontae Adams, who's arguably the best receiver in the league. But they also have Marcus valdes scantling Alan Lazard. Then they throw Tunyon in the mix. And they really give these teams a hard time, you know. So Adams will be probably covered one-on-one. You know, might even be doubled, but then everyone's been just raving about MVS in camp this year and saying how great he looks. That this is the year. It seems like, you know, he and Rodgers are closer than ever before, which we know with Rodgers translates onto the field and trust there. So, you know, as far as who I'm paying attention to this weekend, I'm looking at MVS and I'm going to see what he's going to do. This is an area where he could. You know, in MBS, we've seen he's really a confidence guy. When he gets going, when he makes those big catches, then he makes them game after game. And you know, if he drops a pass, a big pass, then he kind of struggles a little bit. If they can get him, you know, in rhythm, confident, making big plays, week one. That will be huge for the rest of the year. It'll be huge for his confidence. He will just continue to just go off every game. And I think he'll really, truly solidify himself in that two slot. Yes, you know, he really is there now, but a lot of people are like, oh, you know, he drops too many passes or he does this or he does that. But this is a great opportunity for him week one to come out. Exploit one of the Saints' weaknesses. And I think, you know, Aaron Rodgers is probably looking at the scouting report at film and, you know, from last season and just going, oh my God, this, (laughs) you know, this is, we're going to have some fun. So, um, MBS is definitely somebody I'm going to be looking out for because, man, you know, they're going to have somebody on Devontae, but after that, it's a little sketchy. So, so I know you gave your prediction. um, And, if you, again, if you listen last year, we know we do a prop bet every week. So I forgot about that. Yes. So this week, <laughs> to make it easy, since Steve isn't here, he did send us his prediction for the game. Um, so our uh, prop bet this week is that the Packers score uh, 30.5 points over-under. So we have to pick, you know, an over-under. Whoever gets the points gets the points, and we tally them up each week. So – I am going to go 31-24 Packers, and I know you went over 32. So this one kind of sucks, and we're really boring this week. Sorry, guys, because we all think the Packers are going to score more than 30 points. So um, this week we all picked the same way, but, you know, it's a little easier with score predictions. We'll get harder and trippier throughout the year of what our prop bets are, too. All righty. Oh, and Steve's was 34 23. That was his prediction that he sent us. So we're all kind of in the same ballpark as far as what we think is going to happen. And now we just, similar to last week, putting the out in the universe that the game was going to be played in Jacksonville. We're putting this out in the universe now that the Packers are going to win. So you're welcome, guys. (laughs) So as always, we're going to wrap it up with some questions. You guys came through once again. The first question we have is from our good buddy, Eric Rose, and he has a three-part question tonight, so buckle up, everyone. The first one is for Dusty. How do you expect Matt LaFleur to attack the Saints defense with a healthier set of weapons but a lesser offensive line?
2: I mean, I think a lot of what we saw against the Rams last year, again, it's tough to tell with week one and how they're going to attack them and everything. But, I mean, the the Saints were good from a passing perspective across the board defensively last year, uh, but they were really like – elite against the deep pass and what we saw the Packers against the Rams was just man they were just content to take that short stuff over and over and over again just because they know they can pick up you know six yards six seven yards a pop if they need to on those little RPOs to uh, Devontae Adams and just wait for something to open up they'll drive down the field because Rogers gets the ball out quick he's decisive and he's accurate and if they just need to take seven yards a pop until something opens up, they'll take the seven yards a pop. So I think it's going to be a lot of quick hitters early. I mean, I I do think they're taking a shot early with MVS first series, probably taking a shot with MVS. Uh, I think they're going to get Dylan involved quite a bit, you know, not really a surprise there, but both in the running and passing game, I think Dylan's going to be involved, but I think they're just going to, I think they're going to be patient, man. I think they're going to take their time. Hit those quick hitters. Get those. Get the safeties kind of moving up. Get them trying to take those away, and then just hit them over the top. So I do think it's going to be bombs away at a certain point, and they're, they're certainly going to be strategic about their shots. But I think early on, it's going to be three steps, five steps. Ball comes out top of the drop. Like I, I don't think they're going to mess around with protection. You know, obviously the boot stuff. They're going to do a lot of kind of boot stuff. Move the pocket, move the launch point a little. They they they're going to do that anyway. But I do think it's going to be a whole lot of very early on, especially if the weather is not great. Whole lot of really quick games. Stuff. Um. Just again to protect that offensive line, give those guys a chance to gel. Don't get a chance for Cam Jordan to wreck the game. And then when stuff starts opening up, you just you take your shots. But I think that's that's likely what they're going to end up doing.
3: Second question, um, from Eric is for me. So he really split it up for us. So thank you, Eric. And he wants to know, Sarah, what are your expectations for Packers fan percentage in Jacksonville? And did I get good seats? Um, that's a good question. So. I would probably say 60-40 Packers fans. You know, I think there's going to be a lot more Packers fans than people think. And by people, I mean the Saints, because they were all like, oh, we got to pick somewhere. (laughs) The flights are expensive from Green Bay. Well, newsflash, there's a lot of Packers fans that live in Florida. Also, Florida has a lot of old people who all came (laughs) from up north to come to Florida because it has warmer weather. So, there are a lot of people from that area that are Packers fans that now live in Florida. And then there are people like me who just, you know, whose families have been fans of the team or who lived in Wisconsin like mine and then moved here. So I think there's going to be a lot of Packers fans. And, uh, you know, everyone in their mother knows that Packers fans travel very well to away games. And this isn't even technically an away game. It's a neutral site. So I think, <laughs> but the saints, you know, they're a very dedicated fan base too, I'm very loyal to their team. So I don't think they're, they aren't they are going to show up. I just think the Packers fans are going to show up a little bit more. So that's why I'll give them the edge at 60-40. Did I get good seats? Yeah, I guess. You um, know, I mean, I'm not like right on the field, you know. I'm on a budget here, but, um, but I, I got good seats, you know, enough for me to see and everything. And, you know, I'm not like way up high where they're going to look like ants, but um, I got good seats. I'll be able to see. So, yeah. Third question. Do you have any week one food traditions or superstitions? So Jesse, I'll give this one to you first.
2: I don't really, I used to be superstitious about a whole lot of things on game day. I've talked about it before. I used to not wear any Packer stuff and then I would only wear the same Jersey, uh, you know, kind of depending on, on how things shook out any given year or two year stretch or whatever. But I, I don't really, I mean, I'm looking forward to uh, my good friend of mine has a screened in deck uh, with, with a TV he'll put out there. So usually go over there. You know, it's not necessarily a tradition, but it's, you know, it's football. We'll get some wings or something, drink some beer. He's got a really good bourbon selection. And so he'll just kind of bring out some bourbon testers for us, which is amazing. But uh, it's less a tradition and more just I really like wings and watching football and I've not had wings for a while. So probably that. But, again, kind of less tradition superstition and more just we like to eat that kind of food. Do you have anything,
1: Sarah?
3: So the – I was thinking about this actually the other day because usually week one, I wear this long sleeve comfy Packers shirt that I have. And then usually if the Packers win week one, then I continue to wear that shirt. And that's kind of been my good luck shirt because that was a shirt I wore to the week one Packers bears game a couple of years ago when they had a the big <laughs> comeback, but there is no way in hell that I'm wearing a long sleeve <laughs> shirt to an outdoor event at four o'clock in the afternoon in Florida. So, um, I think I'm just going to wear my Devontae Adams jersey. So hopefully that has some good mojo, you know, Devontae Adams scores some touchdowns. So, and if, if that goes well, then I guess I'm wearing my Devontae Adams jersey every single week. So um, that would be mine. It's, I don't really have any food traditions. It's just kind of the typical football food. Make I'll make a hamburger or I'll order wings or you know, something of that nature, um, a sub, something like that. But yeah, I'll probably have chicken nuggets or a hot pretzel or something since I'll actually be at the game. So um, it is weird because usually the first game I do kind of have some people over. I'll, you know, have some chips and dip and a whole spread and everything. And now I'm not going to be there, which I'm not complaining (laughs) about. I'd much rather be there in person. So, all right. Our next question is from another good buddy of ours, Matt Pickett. and He wants to know, a lot of bold predictions this week. So as a crew that is typically adverse to hot takes, what are some perfectly reasonable predictions? So Dusty, what, what do you have um, in mind for some reasonable predictions for the Packers game?
2: It's the Packers win and Everyone has a good time, man. Just just vibe, Sarah. I, I don't know. Devontae Adams catches a touchdown. Um, Aaron Jones has a run of over 10 yards. Uh, you know. <laughs> I uh, those, hope
3: those, those things happen.
2: Those seem safe. Those seem reasonable.
3: Yeah, those, oh gosh, you know, Aaron Rodgers completes a pass. You know, is that pretty reasonable? <laughs> I'd hope so. So, um, you know, and I think of a reasonable prediction. Something that comes to mind is like, oh, the Packers will have a bad punt return or something like that, just because I'm a generally negative person. Um, But I like where you went with that, Dusty, with the touchdowns and points and Mm -hmm. positive receptions and yards. So we'll stick with that answer instead. Um, (laughs) Matt also had a food question, and he wants to know, speaking of bold, what is your favorite spicy food and how spicy do you like it?
2: There's a local Thai place. There's a a handful of local Thai places. My favorite place is a place called uh, Bangkok House. It's down by uk campus kind of like down a basement tremendous stuff man their chicken pad thai is amazing as a younger braver man i used to get their hot uh which like four bites in my lips would be just absolutely burning and i would tell myself that i enjoyed it but i knew i didn't uh so now about the, at the hottest i'll go i'll get their chicken pad thai and i'll go uh i'll go medium generally because uh, that's good enough like it's a good enough heat to like you know really get you but not enough to where like i hate myself for eating it so that's uh i think that's that's about where i'll go there's a lot a lot of kind of spicier foods i'll eat but that's probably my favorite i'm a big 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 fan of van Gogh house's uh chicken bedtime
3: yeah for me there's a local sports bar kind of bar and pub place that's super good um I was I was there this weekend just to kind of watch some of the college football games and get out of my apartment with my friend because <laughs> we literally sat in front of the TV all day on Saturday and we're like okay we still <laughs> want to watch the games we just need to go somewhere else to watch the game. So they have a nice seating area um kind of away from the bar that's a little quieter so we just sat over there but they have this really good buffalo chicken wrap and Ooh. it is very hot. Um and you know as Everyone who's listened to our podcast before knows I have a very sensitive stomach. I'm not good with spicy foods, but this buffalo chicken wrap is so good that I just, it's just like you said, Dusty, my mouth is tingling, <laughs> um, but it's just so good that I just push through it and eat it um, every single time. But it was funny. My friend had never been there before and he got the buffalo chicken sandwich, which was, which was essentially the same thing, just on a hoagie instead of a wrap. And he takes like two bites and he eats spicy food all the time around me. And he's like, my mouth is watering. <laughs> like it's so good, but I have to like cry through it because it's so hot. Um, so I'd say, you know, like a strong buffalo is probably the hottest I can go just because I literally would be very sick if I went hotter than that. Um, and it has to be with something, right? Like the wrap, there's lots of bread, there's lettuce, cheese, other stuff in there. I, I would have eaten... The chicken tenders that were in the wrap alone i would have it would have been a bad bad scene
2: so <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't be here tonight no, yeah Sarah dusty Sarah would be died. going
3: solo tonight because <laughs> steve would be gone i would just be still getting sick so um but yeah that's probably as far as i would go with spice uh another question we have from john is when the packers win the super bowl will rogers drive his golf cart in the parade And then anchovies on pizza, yes or no or yes. So I'll go first on this one. I hope he brings that golf cart to the parade if the Packers win the Super (laughs) Bowl. That would be awesome. Um, Don't know how – I mean, I would assume that the Packers would come to Disney World in Orlando. Of course, I would have to go to that too. Sure, sure. Um, But then that they would probably have a parade in the city of Green Bay as well. Um, And I feel like that's when the golf cart would come out because I'm not sure (laughs) logistically how they would get the golf cart to Orlando. I mean, I know it's Aaron Rodgers. He's got a lot of money. You know, he's not like he's... Looking
2: for yeah, some just, cash, he's gonna fly it down, man, just he's gonna rent a cargo jet. he's gonna fly it down. He can do That's still wants.
3: a little like that's just a lot. like if you win the Super Bowl in your seventeenth career in the National Football League, i'm I'm not sure that the first thing he's thinking about is like, oh, I'm gonna fly my golf cart down to Orlando and bring it to Disney World um don't I don't know how that passes TSA uh, security <laughs> protocols, but if it is in Green Bay, which there would be a celebration there, absolutely that golf cart is coming out hundred percent that will be there and I will love it. And John will think of you when that happens. Anchovies on pizza. Absolutely not. Um, this is up there with some of the worst pizza toppings possible. Um, but I do have to say that I really respect the anchovy lovers because you guys are some of the most dedicated people I've ever seen to a pizza topping in my <laughs> life. Like I have met people that like anchovies on pizza and they will die on that hill. They will literally go to war about anchovies on pizza. So, um, you know, respect if that's your thing, but it's absolutely not mine.
2: Yeah. I, I think the cart's making the trip down to Orlando. So I got news for you. I think he's, I think he's driving really? that. It's, I mean, it's kind of, it's almost like the, it's like the unofficial mascot at this point of the season, there's the whole thing, the back and forth where they're like, you know, Bakhtiari, they, they, they hold the running joke about the Aston Martin and blah, blah, blah. And Bakhtiari buys it for him. That's been like, I don't know, that, that's that been, feels like a huge part of the story as far as Aaron Rodgers return. And look how much fun he's having. He's whipping around the golf cart. I think he's going to find a way to get that down to Orlando. And then in between the rides at Disney, he's, that's, that he's going to be parked outside the rides and he's going to get out of Space Mountain and then he's going to, you know, rip it down to whatever the next ride is going to be and park it out there he's aaron Rodgers. he can he can find way. he can pay someone to drive that thing down to florida if they want they'll be on the shoulders on the interstate and they'll take them you know a very From long Green time Bay? a very long time but yeah you can start before the championship game to make sure you get down there in time <laughs> i th- yeah i i think it absolutely has to be part of the very least the parade but i think it makes it the trip down to orlando as well Anchovies on pizza? No, absolutely not. I'm, I'm, I am fairly adventurous with my pizza stuff. There's, there's, you know, there's pizza food trucks that go around here, and that's it's always something weird. And like I, I will try a lot of things. I will get very adventurous on pizza. I've had an, like a bite of anchovy pizza once. I was like, nah, no, nah, I don't, I don't ever want this. Is vile. Ugh. I don't ever want this again. So Ugh. now I am very much, uh, very much opposed to. It's like one of the only things I'm very much opposed to on pizza. But I absolutely will not try again. Um, so, yeah, that, I don't know if that answers the question, no, Sarah, a, a firm no on the pizza.
3: I'm with you. And honestly, I hope it's a no from Steve, too. We're going to have to find out and report back next week. But if he was here and he said yes, we, we would all be screaming at each other and fighting right now. We, so. should,
2: a- we should ask him before the show, because if he says yes, like he's just not invited back.
3: Yeah, he's done. You yeah. won't mm-hmm. hear him again on this podcast. And Andy, you know, who's our podfather, he is the pickiest eater ever. And there's just absolutely no way he's eating any pizza with anchovies mm-hmm. on it. So he'll mm-hmm. understand and totally be on our side yep. too. So sorry, Steve. Hope the answer is no. And if it isn't, then just lie to us so you can continue yeah. to be our friend and our on our podcast team.
2: Yeah, Godspeed, Steve.
3: <laughs> All right. Our final question is from Brian. If you had to replace, oh God, right when we were slandering Steve, (laughs) there's just more Steve slander. If you had to replace Steve with one non-12, so one player that isn't Aaron Rodgers on the Packers for a show, who would it be? And then what are our favorite ice cream flavors? Dusty, who would you replace Steve with?
2: Yeah, you know, we kicked us around a little before we started recording, and I was still a little undecided. I I think I'm, uh, you know, he's maybe a breakout candidate this year, or I think the breakout candidate this year. I'm going to go A.J. Dillon. Like, he seems like just such a pleasant person. Uh, He just got engaged over the weekend. He's been uh, he's been like actively trying to get, he keeps talking about wanting to be mayor of door County because he loves door County. Like he seems like a dude, he's big, just big into Wisconsin and just a low key, like kind of kind of just a, just a decent and good person. So, and and a good person to have a conversation with. So I'm, I'm going to go AJ Dylan just cause I think it'd be kind of fun to talk to him. And I think he would do a I think he'd do a good job. I think he would do a better job than Steve. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Steve.
3: That is a good one, and yeah, congrats to A.J. Dillon. So I got engaged over the weekend in his favorite place, Door County, so mm-hmm. that's awesome. Um, if I had to replace Steve with another Packers player, I think you know it's got to be David Bakhtiari. He would be an excellent time. Um, would just love to hear his perspective on everything. He's also someone that's been on the Packers for a long time, and I think it's always interesting to talk to veteran players and kind of hear their perspective, not just about things that have changed – Um, on the Packers, but things that have just changed in the league in general and talking about that. Um, You know, he also has very fun family, so I'd love to hear some of their stories, what they, you know, what are their traditions. We talk a lot about traditions or superstitions and, you know, food and all of that on this podcast, and I feel like David Bakhtiari would have some really good stories and takes (laughs) related to those things, so I would definitely go with him. Um, Favorite ice cream flavor? It's got to be cookies and cream.
2: Oh, I forgot the answer to answer that. My mom makes a really good like chocolate chocolate chip, like a homemade one. That's, That's amazing. Good but if, too. if I'm going store bought, like I don't know, just like a like a like a cookie dough, cookie dough, just jam packed with cookie dough bites. I think is, but cookies yeah. and cream is right there. I think.
3: Honestly, I'm a big fan of pretty much any classic ice cream flavor. So you know, like chocolate, vanilla swirl that they have, cookies and cream, Oreo, mint, mint chocolate chip. You know, chocolate chip, just kind of like the classic ones that are at every ice cream shop. I am pretty much down. Big for fan any of, of Superman,
2: those. are you, Sarah? What you do the Superman one? You big fan of Superman ice cream? Oh, Man. God.
3: <laughs> um, but yeah, that's where I'd fall with that. Um, kind of. I am just gonna add a bonus question to that. Do you like soft serve or something else? What's what do you prefer?
2: I think I prefer something else. Soft serve is fine, I think, but if I have to choose between like soft serve and scoop, I'll go scoop every
1: time.
3: Yeah. For me, I think growing up it would have been softer, but as of like the last three or four years, I'm definitely going to go with like the traditional scoops because I don't know. They're just good. I feel like I get more ice cream too. I don't know if that's weird. Yeah. So.
2: It's, I feel like it's denser. It's denser. So I do feel like there's more in there. Look at you growing up, Sarah, over the past few years. Look at you. So proud <laughs> Right of you. before
3: your eyes. I'm growing up. So. <laughs> All right. Well, that will do it for this week's episode. Uh, Dusty, I'm going to kick it to you for any final thoughts.
2: Yeah, I don't have anything I'm writing this week unless inspiration strikes. We didn't have a... Exhibition game, and you know, it's kind of a week off before this, before the season starts. So I'm taking this week and, you know, trying to get caught up on some horror movies before the, uh, before the never ending cycle of the season starts and I get into writing again. But, uh, yes, yeah, looking forward to the season, man. It's, it's insane. Um, I mean, we're recording this on a Tuesday. You're obviously gonna listen to this on a Wednesday. There's a game tomorrow. There's a game tomorrow and then the Packers play on Sunday. It's insane to me for as long as this off season has felt these pa- like it, this, the beginning of the season kind of snuck up on me somehow. So I'm excited. Just, you know, do whatever you need to do to get ready for week one, man. If you're going to Jacksonville, get hyped, you know, buy, buy a new Jersey, find a new tradition, just get ready for the season. man. I think it's going to be, I I feel like I say this every single year, but this feels like it could be a very special season. Uh, You know, with the way last year went, you kind of hope they can carry that forward. And obviously I think there's guys ready to jump forward. So I'm just, I'm just really looking forward to this season. I think it's going to be a really, really fun one. I don't care what happens in 2022 because I think 21, 21 is going to be a blast.
3: Yes. Soak it up. We finally are here after a very long off season Um, And I I couldn't be more excited. I'm so excited to go on Sunday. I'll cheer my butt off for everyone um, and yell as loud as I can. My goal is when we record on Tuesday night that I won't have a voice. So we'll see how that goes. Um, But, you know, I'll have my game recap up still. I'm going to write it on the way home just because my dad (laughs) is going and he's driving. So I'm just going to write it there. It'll be a bit delayed, obviously, because I'm not right there. I can't really start it. During the game, or write some things at halftime, so it'll be a bit delayed, but it'll still be there. So I'm um, excited about that. Excited to write about um, just regular season Packers game that actually matters, um, where there's things that are at stake. And yeah, this is going to be great. I I'm just I'm so excited. And like you said, Jesse we say it all the time. Oh, this is going to be a big year. But you know, this really could very well be the last year for some people that have been on the Packers for a long time mm-hmm. that have been key players on this team and i don't want to be that person that you know makes everybody sad and puts and you know (laughs) puts you in a bad mood at the end of the podcast but you know this is really special um we're definitely going to witness something historic so let's you know have a good time and support each other there's a lot of great content around going around this time of year especially in the season so you know if you guys see stuff that you think you know we should be aware of send it our way we'd love to check it out um Mm -hmm. And, you know, thank you as always for listening. We're excited to, you know, continue producing content for you guys into the season and just for it all, all the shenanigans, all of the fun games, all of the games where we just are so mad at the Packers and everything, too. So (laughs) we're ready for all of it and glad that you guys are here, too. So. Thank you as always for listening. Uh, you can follow Dusty at Dusty Evely, you can follow Steve at Steve Perhatch, and you can follow me at Sarah Kellher4. And as always, you can follow the Packaday Podcast at Packaday Podcast. So, Dusty, we'll see you next week. That's Everyone fun. listening, we'll see you next week. And as always, go Pack Go.